Alrighty. Uh, I think Stu Douglas is going to join me. Pretty sure you guys know Stu. Uh, we played together at Michigan for two years. Hello, Stu. Oh, hello, Anthony. Hey, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute since I've heard that. I know. No, how about this one, though? <laughs> Sandoz. <laughs> <laughs> I swear on everything right now. I have a, um, I have a, I have like an app category on my phone that says socials. <laughs> you're the, you're the worst person alive. I hope you know. Ooh, man. All right, uh, we're gonna see see what's going on here. <sighs> All right, so we got Michigan-Wisconsin. Michigan-Wisconsin. This game, uh, you guys saw me tweet it, but this game was was nowhere close to how it ended. I believe it ended up as like a 23-point win, but it really was 40. It was just utter dominance throughout. Um, it was interesting to see. Uh, someone said – Someone said that it reminded them of Yaklich, of the Yaklich defense. Um, I don't, I don't see that. Uh, maybe statistically, Yaklich was better, but this defense, I believe, impacts the other team more emotionally and mentally because they block shots, they get after you, they block everything, they deflect everything, they preach. Jabbing at the ball, get your hands on it. Um, Stu could probably, Stu could probably attest to this, but Beeline he really didn't like us going for blocks and steals. No. He just wanted us to, like stay in front of the ball, never gambling, never. I, he hated it. Like I'm watching some of the rotations, and you know the beginning of the game when both offenses were hot, but. Some of the rotations, I was like, yo, they missed that, they missed that, they missed that. But it doesn't really matter because they just fly around and they disrupt so much that it – like the Yaklis kind of defense, the V-line type of, type of defense was like all about rotations, all about being in the right spot. And, yeah, they do teach that, but it's crazy how disruptive they are. It's like almost unbelievable. I'm like, oh, these teams must be having bad games. Like, nah, they just they just consistently do this. And, like, V-line never relied on steals and blocks because that was – Ever. So, like, there was, like, something to not be relied on. But, like, with this team, I <laughs> apparently is something you can rely on. Right, for sure. So, like, so like JB hated fouls. Like, he hated fouls. Oh, he didn't God. want other teams in the one-and-one and the bonus. And he didn't want to bail that. teams out. He yeah. hated bad bailing teams out, you know? Yep. Like, why am I going to go for this? go for this block when you could just have your hands up and make them score over you? You know, how Wisconsin plays defense is similar to how JB liked us playing defense, where you don't gamble, like Stu said. Uh, you keep your hands up. If you go for a block, it's because you're in perfect position to make a play on the ball. But yeah. you would much rather you just keep your hands up and, you know, don't be too physical. And honestly, if it was like you got a block where a charge could have happened, I mean – the charge was like the Holy grail. So even, you know, even then you had to be about seven footer, but like we had Jordan Morgan, you know, you and me play with PD with with Deshaun Sims and like guys that weren't shot blockers. So none of it was about that. Like there was zero disruption because I mean, that's the big 10 defense. It's like make them get to the last 10 seconds and then make them scramble. Right. Exactly. And then I, I think Juwan is bringing more of the, He's bringing a mix of it, but he's bringing like more nastiness to it, um, yeah. and uh, I really enjoy seeing it. Honestly, I mean, really Franz, enjoy seeing it. Bronze is just ridiculous. I, I just don't. Him and Livers just being so tall on the wings, and Dickinson down low. It's like Franz can be. I'll, I'll look at Franz, and he'll be like, kind of spun around on defense. He'll just kind of like, we'll ball wash for a second, and then just recover and get a steal, get a deflection, uh, make a force a bad pass, get a block, and it's like it doesn't matter because these guys are so talented. His recovery is nuts. His recovery is nuts. I I have never seen a dude, um, especially a European guy, move like that. Um, 
And that's yeah. not like, like not a disrespectful thing, but like dude's lateral movement and his length is nuts. Like, like pe- people forget, like this dude is like six nine, six ten, yeah, with like a seven one, seven two wingspan. I think he forgets about it on offense, but defense he never forgets. Like that's always <laughs> true. On offense, I'm like, dude, you're six ten. Just go. <laughs> just kill the dude. <laughs> you know, just kill this man in front of you right quick. Oh man, uh, we have a speaker request. Dennis, what's up, man? Hey, Ant. What's good? Man, I'm just so excited for this team, man. I'm just watching them win so many different ways this season where Hunter, like, had zero points for a long time. It was almost like the running game got started slowly today, basically. And mm-hmm. I saw them scoring all these different ways. And then they only had, like, four free throw attempts the whole game. And they still blew them out. And I was like, I'm just very impressed by how, like, different players from our team is uh, coming along. Like Wagner, if he continue playing like this, I think they're going to get to the Final Four. And then I think a sleeper on our team is still Brandon Johns and stuff, hitting the corner three and his developing along the way during like during the like end of the season, I think going to be key. But Yeah, for sure. I did see, kind of on to that point, I did see Brandon Johns. Uh, I do like the fact that Jawan still found minutes for him, even though Davis came back. Yeah, I think that yeah. was key to keep his confidence going. Dude, it's funny. I, I Dockage mentioned on the broadcast about how Beeline staff would, would say it still says to this day that Brandon Johns is an NBA player. And I was talking to my uh, my trainer here in Indy. Shout out to Rob Blackwell, and he says, "Yeah, Brandon Johns. I watched him in high school, and he's the real deal. Like I thought yeah. he was an NBA guy straight off the bat, and I think he still possesses a lot of those things. And you know the." It's sad because this team doesn't need it, but it would be nice. You know, I think Juan's kind of figuring out a way to unlock some of that. And he played – I thought – that. I mean, that first three was super confident, so it was nice to see. He's missed two threes all year. I believe he's like four for six now. Um, and I've been telling people for a few years that same sentiment. Also, Dacus wasn't bad tonight. He was pretty good tonight. Um, I always give props, even though you know, may not like to do, but he – he was solid tonight, um, yeah. and he made a good point with um, Brandon Johns. Like, if you look at his high school tape, I mean, his potential, wild potential. I believe he played, wild. even though he's from East Lansing, he played with Indy Heat. Um, but like, he was, I mean, six eight, six nine, can handle the ball, can shoot threes. You just expected that development to kind of get to the, the next level. I didn't think that he would be at Michigan past his junior year. Um, I think that he would have made a jump to the league. I'm, I'm still not sure. Um, I'm still not. I'm, I'm still not sure what's happened. Um, but man, that dude oozes talent, man. And like, I feel like I'm, I'm always waiting for him to kind of like pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though, like you said, Stu, like, like they don't need it. No. You know, I'm, I'm impressed too how they defend them without fouling too. Like they staying out of foul trouble, and I, I like how Jawan Howard throwing in the zone just to throw the teams off a little bit and make, mixing the coverages up. One thousand percent, man. They uh, when they went, they went twenty. It was twenty six, twenty three, and um, <clears throat> I gave them crap, and you guys saw it. I gave, I gave Mike Smith some crap because I've, I felt he started this game. Um, his brain was moving like two to three steps faster than his body was. And as soon as I tweeted that, <laughs> I felt like his whole game completely switched, Dude. completely switched. But the stop I back three on Davison. Ooh. Oh, that was nasty. That was nasty. Dockage goes, Dockage goes, not, you know, nobody really hits that shot on Davison throughout his career. I'm like, nobody hits that shot. Like, where, where, (laughs) I was surprised though how Wisconsin had a lot of open shots, uh, a lot of open threes in the first half. I was surprised how they stayed on the perimeter so much in the first half. Their lateral defense, Michigan's lateral defense was so good today. I mean, 
Mike Smith, he's using his speed, and he's cutting people off. Brooks is already good. You know, Wagner's already good. Livers, he had a couple of blow-bys, but his athleticism took took over, and he was beating everything off the glass. Yes. I, yeah. I just would say with this team, and, like, now we're looking forward, and like you say, like, Final Four is now in the picture. Championship game's in the picture, and it's like they got to start seeing – the play before the play happens, you know, like we start playing more NBA talent and like getting outside the big 10 and God only knows what is going on with the big 10. But when you start getting deep in the tournament, you start playing NBA talent, you got to see the play before the play happens. And like you said, they, they got some shots. Wisconsin was getting some shots open early and like trice. I thought they should have just hammered. If I was Wisconsin, I'm just hammering ball screens with trice and putting Dickinson and closing mm-hmm. him with Potter on the perimeter and make rotate and like, there was a couple times where Dickinson was just in no man's land, and for whatever reason, they seemed to kind of go away from it. I think Trice kind of came out in the first half with something. He got hit in the eye or something. But it was just – there were some things there that I felt like were getting exposed. But, you know, like we talked about earlier, even then that doesn't matter because they keep just disrupting everything eventually, and, like, other teams will get tired. But there's – They're they sharing the ball crazy, too. The way they're sharing the ball – is amazing, and I feel like that's complicated teams that they can't like zero in on a Pacific player. It's really hard to be like yeah. game plan against Michigan right now. Who do you want to take away? Can't you can't do it. You can't. You can't. And the main reason is because not only do you have shooters, you have bigs who could score. I'm I'm going to say bigs because you know Austin Davis. I mean. His growth over the last year and a half has been wild. And, you know, you trust him. He shoots 60 to 7% from the lane. I mean, he checks in from a messed up plantar fascia. Dude. And he hits him with the little shimmy and then hits him with the left hook that like was it was nothing. Play. It was a crazy confident play. Like it was nothing. nothing. Like it was nothing. When you have guys like Hunter and guys like Austin Davis, I call him Custard. When you have those guys <laughs> – and the worst shooter you surround him with is Franz Wagner, who's shooting 36, 37% now. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you do? I still didn't quite yeah. like the movement, to be honest. Like, sometimes Hunter was getting in the post, and he was rushed a little bit. But yeah, they were, like, letting – they were just staying stagnant and kind of letting Wisconsin, who was disciplined, letting them stay in the gaps. And I think they just got to be a little better with some movement – when the ball goes in the post. Yeah, I know a couple of times out of the timeout, I saw uh, Howard ran like a lot of screen action uh, to try to, to free him up and get him off. He still ended up with 12 points. That's crazy to me. Mm. <laughs> this seemed like he had a four-point game, but he, he ended up with his 12 points and six rebounds still. Yeah, man, it was wild. But, yo, Dennis, thank you for uh, coming on, man. I'm going to get Robert in okay, here. Okay, Rob, what's up? Are you there? All right, we got Sam. What's up, Sam? Hey, hey what up, Stu? What up, Ant? What's going on? Uh, I was just – I would, the main thing, I mean, this game was awesome. I hate Wisconsin, and just watching that was just, like, you know, pure awesome. Uh, but I think the, like, one of the ta- – is they didn't really, like, rely on Hunter that much. I don't know if that was just me. They started the second half with a nice high-low to him and got Potter that third foul, but they didn't really have to rely on Hunter, and he, they still, you know, just ran Wisconsin out of the gym. And I think that's, like, such a, like, like great thing to see because, you know, like, there will be big men that in the tournament and in, like, later in the season that – can get Hunter those those cheap fouls and he's going to have foul trouble, but they still were dominating Wisconsin even without Hunter, you know, having his A game. And that was like a question that I think a lot of people had. So I thought that was like just the best part about the game other than beating Wisconsin by 40. Yeah, you know, man. It's, it's funny to think about this team and, and watching, I think it was like kind of like a little bit before the 10 minute mark of the first half. And I'm watching some, other stagnant offense, like two possessions in a row. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, they're not doing it, running any plays, kind of just low ball screen sets. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is how you do with the NBA. Like, this is the Miami way. Like, we're just going to let talent be talent. And sometimes there's going to be cold stretches, and that's going to happen. It's going to be a little more uh, magnified in college. And it reminds me of a lot of the Purdue team with Etwan Moore, Robbie Hummel, Juwan Johnson. Like, when those teams were the top, they're like, the, you know, 
Matt Painter was like, all right, we're going to defend yeah. really well, and then you guys can kind of do whatever the hell you want on offense. And that's going to be they the were tough. And they, they were, were tough. tough. They, they were so tough. tough. <laughs> so tough. This seems very similar to that. I hated playing Purdue, bro. I hated playing Purdue. Dude, the worst. The worst. I, I hated playing them, bro. They were so they were so aggressive. And then, like, I'm thinking this whole time that, like, Purdue doesn't play that same defense. When I went to the Michigan State and Purdue game, I got, like, PTSD, like, watching Purdue play defense again. Yes. So physical, so long on the perimeter. No, yeah, that was oh. Purdue. Oh, I was kind of a question for you, Stu. But more in the Euro League, do you think it's more structured as like kind of like the college way? And I know there's it's a lot of like structured plays. Um, but do you think like the college college um, ball is more similar to the league, or is it more along the lines of the Euro League is um, similar? Just in terms of how the game is set, is it more flowing, or is it a lot of structure inside? I know this is, doesn't really. Have- I was kind of curious. No, it's a good question because we kind of hinted at this earlier, but Jawan's style is very much not like that. It's very much NBA style. Yeah. You kind of free flowing on defense and free flowing on offense, and like talent is kind of taken over. And talent will take over in Europe, but it's like, you know, you got bigger guys in the smaller court where you need some more structure. It is a little more difficult to be as free flowing. I mean, there are definitely teams like that and guys like that that are free flowing, but, um, I mean, you go to, like, Spain, and it's, like, sets on sets on sets. And I, I was looking at Stauskas, his sets and his highlights from this last year, and, like, amazing sets, like, sets that I wish I could I could run as a shooter, like, really amazing stuff that I wish, you know, some NBA teams would run. And they, and they do. Um, but it, it, Michigan, I think college is definitely more like, like Europe like that, uh, especially in the Big Ten, like, especially in the Big Ten. And I think Michigan is really not – it's, they're just not playing like a normal Big Ten team. Like it's nothing. Yeah, no. It's just not quite normal. It's, so it's like, so, I was just gonna say this team looks more like like along the lines of like an ACC team where you just I know that might or like like where you just they're just kind of letting like the f- talent take over like we talked about just kind of free flow like guy play to their strengths and just go. Whereas like a normal Big Ten team, you see it with like Wisconsin and teams like that and even Michigan State to a certain extent. I guess not really, but more so it's got a ton of structure. Like you're gonna we're gonna hold the ball into the shot clock and we're just gonna grind it out. Like this team can plays great defense and they just let their guys plays on off. Yeah. I, I will say one thing, I want to interject one more thing is that the bas- basketball has become such a world sport and now everybody's copying everybody from all, copying everybody from all over the world. So the whole game like the game of basketball is just revolving around the ball screen, basically from top to bottom, and so that is not changing. And I think the Big Ten, oh. like I, I hinted at earlier, like I think Trice and Wisconsin, they should have just been running ball screens with Trice. Like I know, but I'm hammering that. Yeah, yeah, they should have. And, they and should have run- ran with Trice. They should have put Mike Smith and whoever the big was in every screen, and don't every- run the swing, don't run any other that crap. You put Mike Smith in there against Davis or Hunter, you probably have a better chance of of uh, scoring the ball. Yeah, but I like mean, Potter's shooting forty over forty percent from three, and like I think he got maybe how many did he shoot tonight? He shot five. No, like, yeah, like, with a Hunter Dickinson, he could probably shoot more or like just space it out. Like it just seemed very right. odd. They also sat him after two after two fouls, and Dockich was not happy with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's like some like beef with Potter and yeah, guard. The last game too. I don't know if I saw he was that. I was I saw that in like a preview for the like he was pissed at guard over like benching him or something. Yep, and they sat him until I believe Reavers fouled out, and they yeah. had to play him. <laughs> and how um, much? Oh yeah, go ahead. If you got other people, nope. The... Nope. Go. I was go just, ahead, man. I was ask how much different was it watching the Purdue Michigan State game and then putting this on <laughs> I mean it I mean it was a uh, uh, seeing the games in person just adds like a whole different experience not going to lie man um the way that the game is played is so physical and 
good defensive teams. Um, you didn't really see the offense stand out all that much. But, I mean, from a defensive standpoint, I mean, they were playing chess back and forth. And, and like, that was really, really cool to see. It wasn't like a high-scoring, crazy hype game. But, um, but the chess match between Izzo and Painter um, was awesome, man. Yeah, really. It, that, that was a good game, I know. But, I mean, yeah, like I talked they were the like some of the substitute plays Painter drew up were Chef's Kiss. Hundred percent, man. But yeah, uh Sam, I'm gonna get you off here. I'm gonna have uh Pranjal come in. Alright, for sure. That sounded weird, but whatever. <laughs> what's up, Pranjal? Yo, what's going on? What's going on, Stu? Uh Graham was freaking crazy tonight like nutty in both phases mm-hmm. I, I think like i felt like the only thing that like really stood out to me was just like the the turnovers in the backcourt just felt a little bit disjointed i just wanted to get your perspective like how much of that is just inevitable with like the pace that joan wants them to play at every time they get aboard and get into the fast break um well first of all i don't think that i think beeline the way that I think what Beeline treasures and what Jawan treasures, I think their top five are very, very different. That's the first thing. So yeah. with Beeline, we used to run passing drills for like what, like 30, 40 minutes some, sometimes? And then, and then we would record it and we would watch and analyze it after, yeah. 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 So like we were like, like how to step and pass and how to – swing the ball correctly because he felt that if you're not swinging the ball correctly and crisp it messes up the whole offense which at times it did um but but just know that like the way that beeline ran you have to understand that now it's a different pace is one two i highly doubt that they're spending a lot of time on passing and taking care of the rock i don't i'm not going to say that juan doesn't care about those things but i don't think Juwan is that worried about it to where guys are playing uptight and worried about a turnover. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Which so from it, a player, which from a player standpoint, you don't mind it because you're not like always thinking about messing up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I mean, I just like wonder it's like, you know, in games like this where like the deficit is like upwards of like thirty points, right? It doesn't necessarily matter as much now, but like will that like once the if the game like gets tight like down the stretch, right? I mean, I once it got to however much it got to, you know, I just look at it where I'm like, okay, this is going to get down in the twenties. Like it's almost a guaranteed thing. You just let up. There's eight minutes left. No way you lose. You do get a little sloppy with certain things, but I, I guess having like a big concern might be pushing it. Um, you don't want it to be a sloppy habit, but I, I guess a concern. I don't think I'd take it that far. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I guess I'll just follow that up with like sort of my last question. Like, you know, when Jawan emptied into the bench, right. Who are you guys like most excited about? Right. Of, of the guys that played late. I mean, Howard, I mean, I just, I, well, although I like to see him on the bench cause it's celebrations, but I mean, <laughs> I'm loving to see him in the game. Totally. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate you letting me speak. Ant. Soon. Not a problem, man. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Yeah, take it easy, guys. It's all good. Um, what do you, what do you expect from this team moving forward, man? Because it's, uh, it's interesting because they haven't had a close Big Ten game yet, really. Um, Not weird. I don't yeah. know if it's comfortable. Like it's weird, you know. Like, like when you go into practice, what do you talk about? You know. Yeah. Like the coaches can't bitch at you about something. Well, they probably can. They'll find stuff. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you just busted up a team by 40 with your with your top eight. Yeah. Well, well it's funny because I talked to Duncan uh, on my last episode of the podcast. And it just seems like the Heat have that sort of mentality where it's, like, it's positive reinforcement. Or it's just a different type of enforcement where a different type of habit building. Where it's like, no, 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 this is your job. This is what you do. And if you want good things to happen, like, this is what you do. Like, yeah, we're going to point out your flaws and you'll be punished. But it's, you know, do you like success? Oh, you do like success? Okay, we'll keep doing this. And all these guys seem hungry for it. And they don't seem to be letting up. I mean, there's going to be a point where something lets up. And, like, there's going to be some bad things or 
one really bad game where like, I mean, they're college kids after all, but it True. just seems like a different way to approach things. True. And I think with the way that um, I felt at times like, <laughs> like, uh, like, like JB would find like the smallest thing. <laughs> he would like blow oh, yeah. it up. Because <laughs> he dug in the film so much and he's like, you know, <laughs> like he would get mad over like the smallest thing. Oh, the smallest thing. And that was like the reason for that it's funny to think about the different ways you can achieve success and like how Beeline how Juwan goes about it. And like Juwan still gotta get like we're talking now, but in this team right now, but like they could lose in the first round and get upset. And like, none of this means anything because then everyone's going to be thinking about that. So exactly the way guys go about things are totally different and you can get to the same point. And it's super interesting. I mean, I still to this day view basketball through what I learned from beeline. So like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's fun just to see different ways to do it. That's for sure. But I, I want exactly, I want to ask you about the big 10 because dude, I, I don't know if it's Michigan just beating the hell out of these teams, but I don't think Northwestern is that great. I mean, I, I just don't think they're that great. Right. But, but it might be good. I think Wisconsin is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But is it a thing where, like, Michigan's just not a Big Ten team and, and they're just kind of, you know, these Big Ten teams are expecting a Big Ten team to go up against and they're just facing, like, a Big East team every night? Right. So, like, one thing about Juwan is that he's new and he's winning, right? Yes. Um. Dockett says something really important, which I've harped on a lot, is the, the, the Big Ten is the best scouted league. Yes. Like, yep. Because there's so many coaches and people on staff who they've been in, within the league for decades, right? And I think Jawan being so new, people haven't really adjusted yet. And I think that's going to be the most interesting thing when you're looking at a year or two down the line – uh, you know, Jawan is going to continue to recruit well, uh, but he also has to he also has to continue to he can't do the same tricks. You know what I mean? He has to continue to grow and he has to continue to um, adjust as as the time goes just to keep things fresh, just to keep things fresh, because I mean, like it's been 10 years more than that. And I could still probably, you know, go through five of Bill Carmody's plays. Um, <laughs> I can tell you Michigan State's plays. You know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> like no, I the Wisconsin swing, like, like, I could do that in my sleep because it's been so well scouted and you play them so many times. These are really the first couple years or couple games that they've played Jawan. Um, so they're still adjusting to him, and he's just blowing everybody out. They're just waiting for that one team to figure it out, and then they'll all copy that same formula. Well, and then Jawan will need to adjust again. Like this is what I love, like about this style, where like I'm watching the game, and I get caught up in like five bad possessions. Where I'm like, what are they doing? They're doing nothing, right? And I realize, oh, they're doing nothing. Like it's just maximizing the talent, like letting talent be talent. And like I pray right. in my senior year and it was just like, give Trey the ball. And like, he's just going to be Trey. And that was the big reason for the success is the big reason for the success in 2013, 2018 yep. was a little different for beeline. That was, def- that was a little more structured. Right. Um, but I just liked that style where it's like, okay, we're going to maximize talent. Just who guys have to adjust around us. Like, yeah, I do agree with you. There could be more sets. Like, I remember Livers got a dunk early off of a curl play, like, wide open. And I was like, do more of that. Like, set up more of that where you. I know you can do it. I know the players are capable. But yeah. it's hard to rely on all that other time. And it's just – it is hard to guard talent when you just don't know exactly what they're doing. Like, I mean, how many times you and me played talent in the Big Ten where it's like, all right <laughs> – they call the play. We know exactly what Kalen Lucas is about to do in this play. And then you bottle <laughs> talent, you know? Right. right. You know what they're doing. It's harder to bottle up talent. Right. And what's nice about these blowouts is that Jawan doesn't really have to run plays. Like, he runs concepts yeah. in my – they are plays, but they're yeah. really concepts. They're really simple. Like, horns. Like, that's like <laughs> – like, they run horns a lot. 
And Horns yeah. is like you have two guys on the wing or yeah. below. Then you have two guys setting a screen up top. One guy dives, one guy pops. And then they just play out of it, you know? Nothing crazy. Beeline used to have these plays where one cut changes the whole play. Yep. You know, and it was very, very meticulous. Very, it was very, you know, it was, uh, you know, there was no, what's the term? There was no sort of, um, no player creativity. You know, it was a very strict motion. But with them, it's just like, hey, we're going to just run this concept. The defense is going to do something. Whatever they do, just be a basketball player. Every time, like just be be a basketball player, and that's why I love <clears throat> watching the progression of like a Mike Smith. Where like the beginning of the year, you're like, dude, you scored all these points and assisted, and like, just be you, like just be you, be your be yourself. And then the last few games, he was really brought that out. And, yeah, he had 16 tonight. Yeah, and just hit big shots, made big plays, like been super confident. Where like the first four or five games, maybe the whole team wasn't as confident as they are now. Obviously, they weren't, but. You know, you were just waiting for these things to pop up with confidence. And it's like, yeah, like the door is always open for a player to be confident and do their thing. It's just got to – you got to find yourself. But everything's changed since Hunter. But it's funny to now – every game is like an evolution, you know. Like Hunter yeah. was evolution for three or four games at the beginning of the Big Ten. And – He still know, had 12 and 6 and 3. I know, but then like, – <laughs> Like before it was like Maryland, like he's he, – you know – just killing Maryland, and now it's like you knew it wasn't important for Hunter to score 20 and get 15 rebounds. Mm-hmm. But it's just fun to actually watch that come to fruition where it's like, yeah, every game is going to be something different. And that's why I think this team can be special because they can adjust on the fly. Like they, I watched in the first half where it was like, ah, started out hot, didn't do so well at the 10-minute mark the first half. And then it's like we're just going to keep going and adjusting, and like then no one's going to keep up with us. Exactly. And then you don't see a, a Wisconsin team get out-rebounded like this. Michigan had eight turnovers, which was really impressive. Four of those came from Mike. So outside of Mike, only four turn- turnovers, one turnover from a starter. Um, that is yeah. that is very, very good to see. And very good to see. Yeah, that stuff can get lazy at the end, so that's, that's nice. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm actually liking these blowouts because they're not showing their hand of – plays that they've been working on like like when they need a bucket you know and because they've been doing these bland concepts and it's been working when they need a bucket i'm pretty sure you know juan martelli isley Saudi, they have they have like packages set up for needing a like a legit good shot and a really good a good possession oh 100 i mean i'm you you remember playing college it was like we would put in a couple new plays, and it's like, well, we don't have to show it tonight, so we're not going to put it in because we don't want this. <laughs> and, like, that's an actual thought. Like, Beeline's over there calling plays, and he's like, I don't want the next team to scout this. Like, we're going to save it. Like, <laughs> right. How would you worry about that? <laughs> and, like, he'll do stuff just to have counters for the next game. Like, yeah. that dude oh, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's what <laughs> Beeline was like. Yes, like some of it was like, yeah, there was no, there was no freedom on certain things. But if there was a change of pace in the play, like you had to adjust, and like we were always ready for that adjustment, you know. And like, right. they, like didn't know. Like, I asked all a bunch of my friends who played in the Big Ten, and they like talk about guarding us, and it's like, yeah, you guys did one thing, and then we thought we were guarding it right, and you guys just changed it up real quick. And I'm like, <laughs> if you watch the film, like it's not that like, doing that all the time. like all the quick adjustments, like they could not handle all the time. It was funny. like. I don't know, man. It's it's so weird. So like there, there were only several sets, but within each set, there were like a million counters. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what like messed people up. Like against UCLA, like I could have back backdoor PD on a boy probably like ten times. Yeah, but JB was was like, don't show it yet. Nope, we're not gonna do it yet. And then at the very end, with forty seconds left, just off rip. Okay, guard threw open. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. And, uh, and that was man, I still remember that dunk vividly. That's wild. You jump so high. Oh my god. You, yeah. <laughs> you jump with PD. He's a freak. Oh man. That man, that whole that game was wild, bro. Dude, that's one of my favorite memories of all time. Like Yeah. 
that win was crazy. I had my bowl cut going. It was nutty. <laughs> you, you look exactly the same today, low-key, though. Yeah, Minus the haircut. Different hair. That's exactly right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're disrespecting my uh, half beard, my, like, my uh, – you're trying. I'm trying. You're trying. Yeah. I respect the effort. I appreciate it. I respect the effort. Uh, let's get some people in, in here. Zach and Logan. What's up, you guys? Hey. Oh. Hi. I was just uh, wondering if you saw in the second half when, like, they were up, like, 30 and Franz was still pissed on defense because they ran, like, the same play three times in a row where they put, like, a back screen on Dickinson's guy and he wound up on Trice. And Trice hit, like, two threes in a row. And Franz was not happy with somebody. And just, like, that defensive intensity has just been awesome to watch on this team. I love it. I love it, man. And it is a it is a different level. And the nice part is they have legit, in my opinion, three alphas defensively. You usually don't see that a lot. You usually see maybe – you know, one, maybe two, uh-huh. but you have three. You have Shandy, Brooks, and Franz. Yeah. Like, they take defense personally. Like, personal. Like, they would rather stop their guy every time than score every time, in my opinion. It's like every time that somebody, like, dribbles against Shandy, it's like a like they must have been insulting his mother before. That. It's insane. <laughs> someone say he was playing defense with someone his hand behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. Yeah. I love when he checks in and he just picks someone up full court every single time. You know it's coming and he's just gonna piss that guy off no matter what. Oh, it's all personal too. It's insane. Like he's on the <laughs> bench like bumping his knee up and down and shaking he's like, This guy, they don't believe in me. They're talking shit and it's like, dude. Like you don't want you're like, and I worry for your mental health sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're up sturdy and and he's picking the dude up full court. You know they're just already having a bad game. The bench too. That was that was funny to watch sometimes. Fucking the bench and uh, especially I think at the end of the half when uh, they had that like uh, I don't know if they were chanting or what they were doing on the bench during that last defensive stop for the half. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were chanting def- defense. Then like clapping defense. <laughs> no, but that that was a uh, um you see that a lot in like empty gyms um AAU season where you know guys are like guys are being up but there's not energy in the gym. There's no there's no energy in the building, nothing like that. Um so you have to kind of create your own. Yep. Like, who's bringing the energy at 8 a.m. in the morning uh, at some random high school secondary auxiliary gym? You know what, what I mean? was not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, I, so I was, y'all were talking about how, um, like, the idea of, like, this team, they're just blowing everybody out, you know? And so, like, the, the concern of, like, I guess uh, that they might not be as, like, weathered, I guess, or whatever. But, like, this team also has, like, you know, Shondi Brown, who, you know, Wake Forest was tremendously bad. Like, they're all, like, upperclassmen who've dealt with that kind of stuff already. So it's like, do you, does it really make that much of a difference if they aren't, if they don't have to deal with, like, a tough loss or anything like that because they've done it in their career? I will say that, no, I, it, it, they have that sort of mentality. I think it's more of a superstition that I kind of talked about earlier, like just that regular sports superstition where you're like, I hope they lose because being undefeated is so difficult. But this team mentality every single game, like, it's hard to say because it's still early on. Like, let's be honest. It's not that yeah, many. Yeah, it's 11 games. Yeah. So there's going to be something that doesn't look great, like, by just pure odds, stamp, from a pure odds standpoint. But I'm not worried about them, like, uh, you know, I, I remember my senior year, like we when we had this great momentum, and then we lost it, and then we got upset in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And I'm not worried about this team losing any sort of great momentum. Like they'll lose, and then but that mentality is still there. Like there's there's not like real momentum one way or the other that this team is going to have trouble with. So I think they'll be more than fine, to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, you almost got to feel like for like, you know, especially with a dude like Shondi and even Mike Smith, because I know Columbia wasn't good with him when he was there either. Yeah. You know, that like, I mean, I think they've already had like as many wins this this year alone as like Columbia, I think, only had 13 wins or something really bad like that last year. Yeah. You know, that like every win for them is just like, you know, a big thing. I think like, oh, yeah. that's where that energy is coming from, you know. They're hungry. It is hard to win in college. Like, yeah. it is hard. I don't think people understand that, you know, like, what all goes into these games, man. Like, you have right. Wisconsin. They they were getting 40-balled, and those Wisconsin coaches have spent the last six days on a game plan. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this it's is a number nine funny. team in the country returning everybody. Like, that's how hard they'll it is be returning to win. everybody next year, too. <laughs> they probably will. What's up, Rob? Yeah. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Ah, man? What's up, man? I just wanted to drop in real quick. Um, I, I don't know if you guys already talked Get Jeff about in this. here. Uh, you don't want to talk to Jeff. No one wants to talk to <laughs> Get Jeff. Get Jeff Goodman um, in here. <laughs> no, I, I, I apologize if this has already been asked. Uh, but and I just wanted to know, um, why didn't you pass the Stu Moore when, uh, when you guys were in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, everyone wants to know this. I think Nancy's too. I passed the Stu more than he passed <laughs> to me. I guarantee you. I oh, guarantee you. Uh, dude, no, because you're on the wing and I started the offense. I passed you way more, dude. <laughs> By default. <laughs> By default. What's up, Jeff? Listen, I, I had to come in, right? I mean, I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't duck this uh, this call. I had to come in, face the music, uh, admit how wrong I was about the Michigan Wolverines, and now ask if, like, Hey, why don't we have Juwan Howard also coach the football team? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could save a lot of money. Maybe. I mean, listen. The, the great thing for me, honestly, is to be able to admit I was wrong on this one. Okay, and, so- and a couple, a couple things. I was not only wrong about this Michigan team this year, but I was wrong when I said that I thought Ed Cooley would be a better hire for Michigan than Juwan Howard. Okay. And, and I, I did, did too. I, I didn't well, say Ed Cooley, but I wanted other people um, over Juwan. Well, I thought Cooley would kill it recruiting-wise. He had obviously already been in college and at that point was very hot because Providence had, had been on a run. But my biggest mm-hmm. thing always is with these former NBA guys that have $100 million in, the, in their <laughs> bank accounts, are they going to work hard enough? Are they going to yeah. recruit? Are they going to be on the phone all the time? Uh, yeah, I've only met Juwan Howard twice. He's the nicest human being, like, on the planet. I-, I would say him and LaFonso Ellis are the two nicest human beings, like, I've ever met. And um, so, again, I'm happy I was wrong on this one. I've got two nephews who went to Michigan. One of them's a pain in the ass uh, and-, and is never going to leave me alone for being wrong. He's already texted me uh, tonight. Uh, but But, again – I love this team. I do. I like watching them, and they proved a lot to me and probably everybody tonight. I mean, tonight was the tonight was really their coming out party. Like you can beat Northwestern, you can beat Minnesota at home, but when you yeah. absolutely obliterate Wisconsin, uh, that's, that's a different deal. Yeah, that's different. Okay, the so score is not even indicative. Like... The score isn't even indicative of no, what that game actually was. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin doesn't 40. get beat like this. They play at such a slow pace, and there's so few possessions, and they're always so solid defensively. Like they don't get blown out. You don't run them out of the gym. And at one point, this score was uh, 67 to 29. Yeah, they were getting 40 balled. Like doesn't that doesn't happen? I don't. Has that ever happened to Wisconsin? Like in this century, literally since Paul especially Ryan in the Big up. Ten, like non-conference. I get it, but Big Ten, no, uh-uh, no. I've never seen that before, really. You know, we were talking earlier, and, and I know, Ant, you, I think you were listening a little bit earlier to me pregame uh, about Mike Smith and how, I just, you know, I'm not sure. Like, I want to see more for him against high-level teams. And, again, I thought that was, to me, the biggest indication. Like, we know, like, Hunter didn't play well tonight. That's the crazy part, right? But, like – the rest of the team, we kind of know how good they are in their roles. Uh, but I thought Mike Smith showed me a lot tonight against. Again, listen, Wisconsin's no, not the most talented team in the world. They're, they're good. But, like, Demetri Trice has been terrific. 
but they're they're so experienced and again they know their roles they and when you said that earlier you're like Wisconsin had six days to prepare this is a team that not only has six days to prepare but like these guys are used to doing this over and over and over as a group for for years now and they got crushed so like again really impressive I'm I'm deciding and I think I will I mean, my, my top five, my top 25 tomorrow is probably going to start with Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. I respect it. Wow. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I respect think you it. have to. I mean, I go, listen, guys, I go on, on resume, Rob Doster, like, honestly, he'll probably still have Duke at, at 19 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't done a top 25 once this year in my defense. I haven't done it but, once this year. But if you did one, if you did one, you'd still. You'd have, like, Kentucky. If they win tonight, Rob would have Kentucky in the top 25. That's how he does it. Like, doesn't matter what you did a month ago. It just matters what you did today and yesterday. Oh, yeah, because you're, rank, you're ranking the top 25 teams. Yeah, you're not ranking the top 25 resumes. It's two very different The dumbest. That's, no, you're ranking That's a different conversation. You're a moron. I, I actually have moron. a real question for you guys. Has anyone started the, the Franz Wagner hype train yet? Like, can I, I started can I that last that year, and nobody heard me. Like ah. I started this last year, I said he was he was the best. He was top five def- defender in the league as a freshman, and he got no accolades for it, none whatsoever. I posted a clip of what he did against the Michigan against the Michigan State defense. the The clip took two minutes and twenty seconds. Right, it was just one half of the things that he does during a game that doesn't show up in stat sheets. Uh, and th- this year, he's playing like a man possessed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, it's like man possessed, and then it, but it's like he's still letting out natural abilities. Like he's still getting comfortable with himself, and like being aggressive. Like he's picked up so many things. And I think he's been—he was such a young kid on a you know high-level European team, where I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out how to do the stuff that nobody else does. And then he's realizing now, he's like, oh, yeah, I got the talent. I can just get into the paint and score. And it's like, just keep shooting the ball. You are 6'10 and gifted. And then he's just packed on all those crafty things. It's just like create this monster. How, how good of a pro do you think he'll be? Really good. Yeah. I'll jump in. He has, a, he has a shot to be a legit 3 and D and could also – be that like in between guy who just gives you pretty much everything. I want because he, he could pass a little bit too. Yeah, he, he can. Shoot, like he's got, he could do a little bit of everything. Now I, I don't, I think that that is what's going to have to be his his like quote unquote pro skill is that he's just like this uber versatile guy that you can have him guard different positions. Um, he's always going to be positionally uh, in the right spot. Um, he's going to be able to space the floor. He's going to make the right decision. Right, like you're not drafting him to go out there and be a, a 26 and six guy or something like that. You're just, but to do a job in the NBA, like he can, he can hang around for a while. My favorite thing about him is his ball screen. Offense. Like I think about Gordon Hayward, and Gordon's like a, a much better ball handler at this point. But Gordon, if you watch him play the ball screen, it's so slow. Like there's no speeding Gordon up. And I watch Franz and all ball screens, and it's like, dude, take your time. Like. Hit, make your man hit the screen, take your time, and you're just going to have the edge every single time. Like, you're going to be 6'10", you're going to be able to dump it off or get a shot within 15 feet and just figure it out. Like, I think if he can slowly figure that out and increase his ball handling and just, like, slow down, let his talent take over, there's really no telling what he's capable of because he still isn't shooting enough threes, I don't think, and he still isn't maximize his potential, like, in creation, which which we all know he's good enough. So it's going to be interesting. Right. Hey, He's be- turned it up. Before I jump off, before I yeah. jump off, guys, I want to watch the end of this Kansas Oklahoma State thing. Can I clarify one more thing uh, that, that people are probably taking out of context? My Juwan Howard tweet. That, oh, that I, I just tweeted. I said, like, who's going to be the first team to call him NBA team? And I'm not saying he's leaving. I'm not saying you know they're going to jump on you. You know that oh that is God. a sensitive topic in the Michigan fan base. I get it. I get it. And I don't think he's going to leave because he's got a son who's a freshman, another son who could be on the way. But ultimately, right. you and I both know if he wins enough here, and he doesn't have to like win at the highest, highest level. He doesn't have to do what Beeline did. 
But all he's right. got to do, go to a Sweet 16, and you're telling me NBA teams aren't going to be calling? Oh, yeah. They're going to call us. They are. I Hell expect yeah. an extension from Ward by the end of next year. Should be tomorrow. Would it be yeah. the end of next year? He has to. ASAP. I'm Ward, he has to. I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's get you locked up. I don't even know what his current contract is. but uh, like, It's me, like two, two and a half million, but, he, but he's not hurting from, like, change. Exactly. Exactly. You know? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, listen, the bottom line is if Juwan Howard loves coaching uh, college and loves – and it's new to him, right? It's new to him. He's coaching his son. Obviously, they're enjoying life because uh, you're undefeated right now. So life can isn't too bad. And, again, if his other son uh, – you know, if, if his other son, I haven't seen him, but I hear he's pretty damn good. Um, you can coach both your sons. And I, I just feel like some coaches – you know, coach their sons, and it doesn't it doesn't go great because they're really volatile. Like Craig Neal and his son, it, it did not go well at all. In fact, there was a train wreck at New Mexico. Um, you know, I, I feel like Juwan Howard coaching his kids, it's going to be like a great experience for both all involved, ultimately. Right. Because, like I said at the beginning, like Juwan's just high character human being. Um, so anyway, that, that that's my take on that. I'm going to go watch the last two minutes and 12 seconds. Kansas is up one. They've come back. There's about a 15 point deficit, and they are up one over Oklahoma State. So again, um, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I love the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> can't wait for that top 25, Jeff. It sounds good. Number three. I can't Number wait three for Michigan Wolverines. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night. All right. See you. See you, Jeff. All right. Uh, I'm ready to wrap up. I mean, it was yeah. about 52 minutes, roughly. Okay. Um, really cool guests. I appreciate you guys hopping in here. Um, big win by Michigan, uh, 23 points, uh, but it really didn't. It was worse than that. Uh, Stu, go ahead and plug your podcast. Let pe- people know what you're up to now um, so people know where to find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the Go Blue with Stu podcast. You can find it under Field of 68 or Go Blue with Stu. Type it in the iTunes app podcast or, or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the YouTube page, Field of 68. You know, please subscribe, rate, review, all the good stuff. Uh, we've had some really good guests. Hoping to get some more good ones, some big-time Michigan alums. Um, but I'm really excited about what we started with and, and where we're going to go with Michigan guests and, you know, stuff like this. That's what we'll, we'll have this for a podcast. Um, so it's just been really fun to talk about Michigan. And it's obviously been a fun year for everyone. So it's kind of easy to keep this train going. But, uh, yeah, check it out. 100%, man. So I am in quarantine for the next 10 days, so expect a lot of content popping out from me. All uh, I tested positive today for COVID, so um, awesome, right? Good. Cool, cool stuff. So, <laughs> so I am, like, secluded to my own part of the house, and uh, but I have a lot of time on my hands now, so I'm going to be putting out as much content as possible, and I'm pretty sure you, you guys would appreciate it. Um but, yeah, that's enough for me. I kind of want to finish the rest of this Kansas-Oklahoma State game as well. Stu, thanks for coming in, man. Uh, I appreciate everyone who joined and everyone who listened. We hit over 100 today in locker room, which is super dope. Uh, thanks, you guys. I'm going to post the picture and just seeing how we're just taking over locker room because the more people that you have, the more you move up on the homepage. Love and uh, we always dominate the, the uh, top page. Like, let's, let's keep doing that. I appreciate you guys. Yep. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Drew. Yep. See you, man.